0: I'm Larry McKee with McKee Cattle Company, Belmont, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today.
1: Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin.
2: Hello Texas, time for another edition of Texas Ag Today. Jump on in with me, buckle up. Let's take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. Topping the news today, the cattle industry is converging on Houston this week for the Cattle Industry Convention and NCBA trade show. And a lot of folks are wondering what position will the National Cattlemen's Beef Association take on mandatory fed cattle purchasing. There's a bill in Congress right now that would mandate packers buy a certain percentage of fed cattle on the cash market. Just a couple of weeks ago the American Farm Bureau came out against that bill. So what position will NCBA take? We'll find out coming up later this week We'll have more on that to kick off today's show. My name is Kerry Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the Piney Woods of East Texas to the Rocky Ranges of the Trans-Pecos and from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley.
3: As has become abundantly clear, Texas High Plains wheat has suffered a lot this season, but a rally is not out of the question. I'm James Hunt, and I'll have that story on Texas Ag Today.
4: Interactive educational exhibits and Hispanic culture on display at the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. I'm Tom Nicoletti, and I'll have that story on Texas Ag Today.
5: Coastal Bend farmers are only weeks away from planting time, but what will they be planting? This is Harvey Buring reporting from the Corpus Christi area.
2: We'll have those stories plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. All eyes will be on the Cattle Industry Convention in Houston this week as the National Cattlemen's Beef Association debates the issue of mandating cash-fed cattle trade. There's currently a bill in Congress that would do just that, but the American Farm Bureau Federation just adopted policy that opposes that move. So what position will the nation's largest cattle organization take? In CBA, Vice President of Government Affairs, Ethan Lane. This is
6: an issue as we've talked about for a long time now that that, that is pretty divisive. There are a lot of different opinions on how to get this done. Um, so you know, given that heightened attention, I think there are going to be a lot of states participating in that in that live cattle marketing meeting. Um, there's going to be a, an opportunity to really review um, some of the proposals to 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 further engage in this issue. You know, look for those legislative and regulatory uh, solutions that our policy has called for. Um, and and I expect that we'll come out of this meeting in Houston with some clear direction from our membership on on how to engage moving
2: forward. Lane says there is broad support for some other cattle market proposals currently in Congress, like the Cattle Contract Library Act, which was proposed by Texas Congressman Henry Cuellar. Time is running out to re-register your brand.
7: Texans now have less than a month left to re-register their cattle and equine brands, tattoos, and marks with their local county clerk's office. All cattle brands expired at the end of August and must be re-registered by February 28th. If a brand, mark, or tattoo is not re-registered, it is considered unclaimed and may be registered by someone else. The cost to register a brand varies by county. The average cost is $26 per brand location. Cattle brands should be registered in every Every county an owner has cattle in. So if you have cattle in three counties, that brand should be registered with three county clerk's offices. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domal.
2: The early season consensus seems to be that we will see more cotton acres here in Texas this year. The question is just how much of an increase will we see? Gerald Key with Adobe Walls Gin in Spearman, Texas says that will depend on the weather.
6: Well, really, the picture is one of two. I think we'll see an increase in acres regardless. But if it doesn't rain, I think we'll see a tremendous increase in dry land acres because the insurance rate, they said it in South Texas, was seeded at about five. And so these guys that have managed to have a pretty good APH on their dry land, they're going to plant it knowing that insurance is going to take good care of them if it doesn't come up. If it gets good and wet, they're going to balance that with Milo prices and cotton, and we'll see an increase. I just don't know how large.
2: Key says no one wants to farm just for the insurance, but if it doesn't rain, that's exactly what will happen. Texas High Plains wheat has suffered a lot this season, but James Hunt tells us the crop isn't quite done yet.
3: There's been much pessimism about this season's area wheat as extreme wind events and drought have taken their toll. Admittedly, the yield outlook is not encouraging right now, but Texas A&M AgriLife agronomist Jordan Bell says with wheat's famous ability to bounce back, there's still opportunity for a rally although it will be an uphill battle.
8: What we are seeing this year is that we have many wheat fields that have yet to even establish. We have wheat that was drilled on dry land ground that has still not germinated. And when we look at wheat that has not become established, those are fields that, of course, are definitely exposed for erosion, very dry. And if we do get the moisture to get them germinated, we are very behind just in crop development.
3: Now, Dr. Bell has observed that area wheat that was planted in the early fall seems to have really benefited from timely rains that occurred around that time.
8: There are some really good stands in even dry land fields that were planted at that time. I have seen fields on one side of the road that were planted in September and on the other side that were planted in November and complete different conditions. Dr.
3: Bell also says based on what she's seen out in the fields this season, farmers can help themselves by planting variety that were developed specifically for our region. Looking ahead, it would truly help this season's wheat if our weather can defy the forecast and deliver some good rains in that critical period of mid-February to mid-March.
8: That is the point when we are developing the primary seed head. And timely moisture at that period can really increase the number of seeds per head.
3: I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.
2: Spring stock shows are a great place to educate the public about agriculture. Tom Nicoletti says that's exactly what's happening at the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. There are many
4: educational opportunities for children as well as adults at the North Texas Livestock Show. Doorways to Agriculture is one of those interactive exhibits. Matt Brockman is communications manager for the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo.
6: It's just something that we're really proud of. Our relationship with Texas Farm Bureau and Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has just paid dividends in our ability to show our urban consumers just how the food gets to the table and how the men and women that are operating on our farms and ranches daily play an important role in their daily lives. Farm Bureau has done a great job of creating this exhibit, making it fun, making it interactive, in this day and age uh, of digital technology and engagement, putting up just a simple static display doesn't cut it anymore.
4: And there's something new at the 2022 show that took place this past weekend.
6: Our population is more diverse around this area, so we've reached out to different communities. So for example, an Musa equestrian competition for females as well as a Charo Cala competition, which are both Hispanic equestrian competitions that are really unique to the Hispanic heritage, especially as it relates to their abilities on horseback. We've included them in the Best of Mexico Celebration, which is a Hispanic rodeo that we have and just brought those competitions forward.
4: That is Matt Brockman. He is communications manager with the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. I'm Tom Nicoletti with the
2: Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Coastal Bend farmers are just a few weeks away from planting time. Harvey Buring has an update from Corpus Christi.
5: Coastal Bend farmers are only weeks away from planting time. But what will they be planting? Well, here in the Coastal Bend, as January draws to a close, that means that next month is planting time for those corn farmers Farmers who have corn as part of their mix is not a majority group here in the coastal bend. The majority of our producers grow about 50% of their cropland in grain sorghum and 50% in cotton. And with the recent increases in price value for the cotton crop, that may actually increase slightly to over 50% of their acreage. And corn might take a little bit of a backseat. Of course, there's a lot of conditions that farmers need to consider before entering the field with that expensive corn planting seed in early February. There has to be a good outlook for better weather in February than we had last February with the big deep freeze across Texas and other factors like soil temperature and your moisture availability are key to when you wanna put that planter in the field with corn in February. Now, the majority of the acreage is planted here in March in the coastal bend with sorghum and cotton growing in to the fields in March. 90% of our acreage is non-irrigated here in the coastal bend. And of course, moisture and in the soil and good planting moisture is absolutely essential If you're going to get that crop off to a good start and achieve that plant population that's necessary for making a productive yield. Now, the fall and winter months have been drier than normal for most locations in the Coastal Bend. Just like last season, most dry land fields could actually benefit from two or three inches of precipitation before planting of sorghum and cotton takes place here in the Coastal Bend. That concern for needing additional rainfall is also shared by our farmers and hay producers in the area. They've been watching those cracks widen in their pastures for the last five months that we've had below normal rainfall. Reporting for Texas Ag Today from the Coastal Bend area, this has been Harvey Buring
7: sign-up is underway for youth conservation and leadership summer camps. I'm Jessica Dolmel and I'll have details coming up on Texas Ag Today.
2: And we're in foaling season in Texas right now. Dr. Bob Judd will have more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today.
9: Need money for college? Between the state and county Farm Bureau's more than $693,000 in scholarships is awarded to high school seniors, enrolled college students, and technical college students. You could be one of them. These scholarships and awards are another way Texas Farm Bureau invests in the future of Texas agriculture. Find out if you qualify on texasfarmbureau.org. That's texasfarmbureau.org. Hundreds of thousands of dollars in scholarships is waiting for you to apply. The application deadline is March 1st.
1: We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today.
2: We're getting into foaling season here in Texas, and Dr. Bob Judd says the
0: third trimester is the most important time. A brood mare's body score should be about 6 out of 9 at foaling. Since nutrient requirements increase especially at the end of pregnancy, nutrition will need to be increased to meet these needs, and the mare must be in good shape as she begins lactation. Of course, you have to be careful feeding mares excess non-structural carbohydrates if they have metabolic syndrome, as they could develop laminitis. Also, obese mares may have a hard time foaling If you have a pregnant mare, the mare should be vaccinated for infectious disease about four to six weeks prior to foaling to increase her immunity so she can transfer immunity to the foal through the first milk or colostrum. The foal's body is immunologically walled off from the mare and their only immunity is provided through the colostrum. On the website of the American Association of Equine Practitioners at AAEP.org, you can find the recommended vaccines for pregnant mares. Almost all pregnant mares in the United States are vaccinated for equine herpes virus every two months of pregnancy until foaling, starting at the third month, as this disease can lead to abortion. Regular dental work and regular deworming should be continued in pregnant mares. However, Dr. Karen Walsdorf from Kentucky indicates in the horse publication that dentistry can cause bacteria to shower the animal's body and could potentially affect the foal. Although this is not common, it is possible, and unless severe, painful dental disease is present, there is no reason most horses cannot wait until after foaling for dental procedures to be performed. Always check with your veterinarian to make sure your mare is prepared to foal. I'm Dr. Bob Judd, and this is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Sign up
2: is underway for youth conservation and leadership camps. Jessica Domel has the details in today's wildlife report.
7: Texas teens have an opportunity this summer to learn more about wildlife, natural resources, leadership, and more at the Texas Brigades Summer Camps. Natalie Wolf, Executive Director of Texas Brigades, joins us with more.
10: Texas Brigades Summer Camps are a true experience. They are not your typical summer camp, kick your feet up kind of camps. They're intense, but they're really fun, and so these kids, when they're coming through, they they are learning from the top field and collegiate professionals in the state who not only funnel their passion for land and water, but also offer insight on ag related career opportunities and businesses, all while simultaneously learning how they can steward our natural resources and advance natural resource conservation.
7: There are nine options for camps with dates in June and July.
10: If you have an interest in quail or deer, you can choose on that, or you can choose by the date from June to July, or you can choose on the region. We have some camps in the south, some on the coast, and some up north or in the Abilene area. We've got two Bob White Brigade options. Now we have two Ranch Brigade options, and we still have Bass, Coastal, and Waterfowl Brigade.
7: There are also two Buckskin Brigade options. The Texas Brigade's camps are open to ages 13 through 17. The deadline to apply is March 15th. Additional details are available at TexasBrigades.org. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel.
2: We saw a very strong move in the cattle market to kick off the week, both live and feeder cattle ending strongly higher, and a big jump in the cotton market on Monday. We'll take a closer look at all of the livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today.
9: If you're a teacher, the Texas Farm Bureau is inviting you to join us for Ag Literacy Week coming up March 21st through the 25th in conjunction with National Ag Week. We want your help to inspire students to learn more accurate information about agriculture and connect it to what they're learning in the classroom. We're inviting kindergarten through fifth grade teachers across the state to join us in increasing agriculture literacy in the classroom by reading an educational, accurate ag book called Full of Beans, Henry Ford Grows a Car. Here's how it works. Sign up by February 11th at texasfarmbureau.org You'll receive your free book in the mail by March 18th. Read your book to your class during National Ag Week. Then, submit a picture of you reading the book to your class on social media to be entered into a drawing for prizes. It's a free program for kindergarten through fifth grade teachers. Sign up now at texasfarmbureau.org. The sign-up deadline is February 11th.
1: We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. The cattle markets moved to the upside. To kick off the week
2: on Monday, we finished higher in both live and feeder cattle. February live cattle up 87 cents. To close at 139.57, April up $1. $1.42, 52 June live cattle up $1.07. At 139.07. Even stronger close on the feeder market. March feeder cattle up 340 at 163.02. April feeders up 315, 168.45. May feeder cattle up 297, closing at 172.90. Cash-fed cattle market all quiet on Monday. We wrapped up last week selling cattle 136 to 137. That's steady to a dollar lower compared to the previous week. Boxed beef prices mixed on Monday. Choice down four cents at 290.38. Select up a dollar eighty 285.21. Now let's check the auction barns. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble.
11: We're with that little country ball of fire, Madison Bexley. She's one of the owners and operators of Lockhart Livestock. They sell on Thursday. Maddie, how did that sale turn out for you? We had a pretty good day. We ended up with $13.96. With 304 cows and 53 bulls and 38 horses and mules, 203 sellers and 89 buyers. Let's walk the pins. The stalker cows this week. The market was real active. Uh, the front end of the pairs were brought from 1250 to 1675. The mediocre and middle aged from 1000 to 1175. The good bred cows from 9 to 1275. The mediocre, middle aged, and short bred cows from 550. To 875, the longhorn and the planar cows from 250 to 5.25. Packer cows and bulls this week would have been several dollars better. The good high yielding cows from 70 to 85, the medium yielding from 60 to 69, the low yielding and lightweight cows from 40 to 59, the bottom end of them from 25 to 39, the good high yielding Packer bulls from 98 to $1.08, the medium yielding from 90 to 97, the low yielding and lightweight bulls from 70 to 89, and the calves and yearlings, uh, they took a pretty good selling on most classes. Uh, They'd have been Steady to five or higher on a relative market, and the quality and condition on the cattle this week was really good. You know, that always makes our job easier. Do you know anything for next week, Maddie? As long as the weather cooperates next week, uh, we have two decent size sets coming off one place. But other than that, hopefully we can get some more business drummed up. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Yeah, you can always check us out on Facebook, uh, or you can call The Barn at 512-398-3476 my cell phone at 979-540-9793, or you can ring Bubba at 512-461-6091. Talk to you next week, Maddie. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Neighbor, thank you so much. We're walking the pins on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. I'm your host, Larry Marble. Good day to you.
2: Thanks, Larry. Back over to the futures market now, where lean hogs close higher Monday. February hogs up 55 cents, 88.47. The April up 77, 95.70. Class three milk was higher Monday. January up a penny at 20.37, 100 weight. February milk up 17 at 20.36, 100. A big jump in the cotton market. We made life of contract highs on Monday. A weaker US dollar and a very strong uptrend, continuing to push prices higher. March cotton up 381 points to close at 127.57. October cotton up 61, 106.87, while December was up 114 points at a dollar point eighty seven cents the corn market finished mixed with the old crop lower new crop higher march corn down ten cents six twenty six a bushel september corn up one and a quarter $5.85 and a half. big loss in the wheat market both hard and soft wheat seeing double-digit losses on monday we continue to watch the russia ukraine situation still waiting on something to happen there also, we've got this big weather event. A lot of precipitation moving across the plains this week. Of course, that's going to come in the form of ice and snow, but it's still moisture, and that's keeping lid on wheat prices. July, Kansas City wheat down 20.5 at seven eighty-four a bushel. July, Chicago wheat down 21.5 at 760 and a half. In the energy markets, March natural gas up 25 cents at 489. March crude oil up $1.19, 8801 a barrel. The financial markets higher Monday afternoon. The Dow up 271 points, 34,996. The Nasdaq up 383 at 14,154. The S&P up 63 points, 4,495. That wraps up our look at the markets and that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. I'm Kerry Martin, sure hope we see you back here next time as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state on the planet, Texas agriculture. Thanks for
1: listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information,